though the best wine is saved for the end. You can feel it's just coming back in another layer. There's more. There's more. There's more. wonder what's going on. <laughs> There's a scripture that says that he'll give you peace that surpasses your understanding. Sometimes you have to let go of your right to understand, uh, experience the peace that will surpass it. Sometimes we come to church and we want to understand everything that goes on and to think that we can understand a God as great as he is, is to diminish him to our thinking. And I love it when he shows up at the end, like a moment like this. And he just, it just moves. Some of you, this moment right now is the most important of this whole service for you. You might be thinking my sermon will be, you know, maybe that's where it is. Listen, I would much rather be here than hearing me preach right now because it's so sweet. It's so sweet. Because you are who says you are. You are a champion. Come on, he's defeated. I said the enemy's defeated. Some of you need to remind him, you've been defeated. You've been defeated.
something starting right now. Something is starting. Thank you, Jesus. I just keep hearing him say, Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? You see, when you pray for the Holy Spirit to have his way, when you say you're a Holy Spirit-led church, this kind of stuff can happen. Because I'd much rather let him take the wheel this morning and we just, we just go for a ride with Jesus. I pray over every heart in this room that you would feel the love of the Father right now. Even, though, even those of you that this is completely foreign to you, that's okay. I pray you would feel the heart of the Father right now. The love of the Father would just blow through this room. It would blow through this room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are my mountains that are being demolished all throughout this room right now. Sometimes, sometimes that's hard. I look around, I see people that have lost friends. But how many of you know that when God speaks, and it's like when Peter said, he said, God, where else would I go? He said, your words are life. And we've went through a level of has went through a level of attack in the past year that's been rather intense. 
And I felt the Lord just say this morning, said just, just to say before so many of you, good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. Some of you, this may not mean anything. Some of you, this means everything. Good job. When we were here Friday night and I stood up here and I had Tiffany come stand next to me and I held her hand and I, I said, I actually don't really remember what I said, but I said something to the degree of the enemy tried to stop what God's doing here and I said, you lost, devil. When I got home, the Bill and Tracy stayed the night with us and he said, John, he said, I don't know about, he said, you may not have felt it, he said, but that was the most powerful thing that happened the whole night. He said, I saw like a Gandalf getting up there with the staff saying, no more, you've lost. And I speak over your families, no more. I speak over what the enemies tried to do to you guys and I say, no more. I, I, I hear the stories, I, I don't like to focus on the devil, it's not my style. <laughs> But I hear the stories of all the things happening inside of families and all of the, the, the attack. And I just speak over you and I say no more. Enough is enough. You see, he's in me and I'm in him and he's full of authority, so I'm a full of authority and I can speak to it and say enough. And I release reconciliation and restoration into every situation. I release hope. Oh, I feel it in the room. I release hope. morning and, and stay here we're gonna we're not leaving the moment my wife and I got the privilege to take a trip last week and we went out to Redding California we, we have so many friends out in Bethel and I'm gonna get emotional I can feel it oh. we went so tired We went out there. I'll tell you what I felt. I know it's not true. But sometimes you just get the enemies telling you stuff in your ear. Like, you're a loser. You've blown it. And we went out to Reading so tired. And I said to Tiffany, I said, a few weeks ago, I said, is there any week we can get away? I said, I just need a few days to go. And she said, we got one weekend, that's it. We got three kids, how many know you don't get a lot of weekends? And she said, you got one weekend. And she, I said, it's like two weeks from now. And she's like, yeah. I said, all right, I'll buy the flights. And I, we went out there. And I said, I don't have to, 
I said, I don't need front row seats or anything like that. I said, I just need to be in the room with the presence. I said, I don't care where I sit. You know, people rush in the doors. I said, you stick me in the back. <laughs> I just need to be in the presence. Something just from the very beginning, God began to do something neat. We stayed a night in San Francisco. We'd never really been in San Francisco, so I wanted to treat her. We got a really nice hotel. Like they wear top hats at the door of that kind of hotel. I was like, wow. I walk in and I have no idea why, but the lady at the front desk said, you guys need a bigger room. Sure. I'm not paying for this bigger room, am I? She said, no, you're only one night, right? I said, yeah. She said, I'm going to put you on the 42nd floor in one of our nice rooms. And we walked up there and we just, that was our welcome to our trip. felt loved from the very beginning and um, the next day we spent some time with friends and whatnot and we uh, there was a service Friday night we didn't know there was a conference we didn't actually want to go to a conference we tried to go and there wasn't a conference and somehow we timed it during their biggest conference of the year open heavens and I thought well that stinks because I wanted to go to a service and they just streamed their conference to their service. And I thought, oh, could have watched that in Charlotte. And a friend reaches out to me and says, hey, I work for the conference department. And a friend said that you were coming. How would you like free tickets for your whole family to the conference? I said, sure. So I can only go Friday night. So we went to the conference and just feel God sees you. Anybody know what I mean? And uh, Saturday, we had some friends reach out and say, hey, would you like to come over for lunch? I said, sure. I don't know them real well. They were, they're new friends. They, and um, without telling the whole story, um, one of the, the young lady who's the mother, there's a season where her and her husband were living in the Carolinas and going through a really rough time. Ann Mack is their mother. She's over the whole dance department in Reading and Bethel. And we brought Ann in a couple years ago, and I felt like the Lord said, bring her daughter from Myrtle Beach to be with her mom. She was living in Myrtle Beach, so I paid for her to come. They didn't have any money. And I said, we'll pay for your fuel. We'll pay just, I want you to come. Your mom's here from California. Let's pay to get you from Myrtle Beach to come spend the weekend with your mom. I had no idea the story until we got there. And we were sitting there at the end of dinner. And she said, before you go, I got to tell you something. She said, when, when I was in the Carolinas, I was in a terrible time. She said, and she just starts weeping. She says, you don't know what it did for me when you loved us. She's sobbing at the dinner table. Her mom's like, her mom said to me, I, I didn't know how bad she was. It's like, I feel bad now. She said, I had no idea. And that night, they, some of the staff members from Bethel said, hey, we'll save you a seat in the morning up front. You don't have to get in line. And you, you start feeling like almost like royalty to your father. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody? 
Sometimes you pour out so much. You're like, Jesus, do you see me? And uh, we went that service, and my friend texted me that morning. Another friend says, hey, Bill Johnson's not speaking at the main campus. He's speaking at this campus, and I wanted to hear Bill. But I'd already told my little girl I said, that we are going to the main campus to watch the dancers. And so I told him, I said, all right, we'll just go to the main campus. I'll, I'll just, whoever speaks is fine. And so we walked in, and we're in worship, and <laughs> Bill walks in the room. It gets up, there's a change in schedule. <laughs> you begin feeling like, I'm sorry I'm ruining your schedule. Like, I'm so loved right now, I'm screwing everything up for you guys. And he gets up there, and it was an amazing worship service, and he gets up and he begins to speak. And if this is your first time, just, this is story time with John, so hang in there. He gets up there and he says this. He says, very few times, less than five times in my life has the Lord woke me up the way he did last night. And he said, I don't know why, but I have this word on gates. I look at my wife and I'm like, no way. This is, now it's kind of getting funny. And if you're new, you, don't, you, don't, you probably don't know our journey, but in the past year we lost uh, her. Tiffany lost her father to cancer very rapidly. 45 days, we found out what he had, and he was gone. One of the strongest men I've ever known. And Bill decides to share his journey of losing his father. We're we're losing it now. Like she's like, he's ripping all my band-aids off. And he goes through the journey of he said it didn't make sense. We were a house that believed in healing, and my whole family lives to their 90s, and then my father died in like his 60s or 70s. And then he goes on and he talks about people that said stuff and just lies that were spoken about him and everything that we've we've walked through, he's just sitting there addressing it in like 25, 30 minutes. I sat there and I felt so seen. Wasn't the church, wasn't it was great. Listen, the worship here is no less than Bethel. I don't know if you know that or not. I mean I'm not saying that just because it's the coolest church in the world. It it really is no difference, just a lot more people. But I sit there and say, You you guys are every bit as great here. And we went to lunch after that. Somebody invited us to lunch and took us out to lunch after that service. And it was a couple. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Okay, thanks, Jesus. There was a couple people that had been there for 35 years at this church. They were there long before Bill. And I asked them a question. I said, do you mind answering something for me? What's the cost been like for an outpouring? Not like money but like what's the cost (laughs) he said John he said when Bill first came he he wanted me on his board I did not want to be on his board he said because I knew what we were going to go through he said like the first week Bill was there soon after a thousand people left the church (laughs) and he said they got to a point where, where and I'm going somewhere he said they got to a point where he said they, they, had, they called a board meeting and he said we didn't have any money people are getting healed 
lives are being restored. And, and he said, we don't have enough money to pay the bills. And Bill called a, a board meeting. He said, I thought Bill would come in with this massive strategy from the Lord. He said, he came in with a stack of papers that big that were prophetic words over the house. And he said, we're going to take the whole meeting and we're going to read them all. And that's our board meeting. And they read them. And they read them. He said, John, the cost of outpouring is intense. He said, I'm an old man and I have to walk a long ways to get in this church because all the parking lots are full. He said, I've been here 35 years and I have to walk a very long walk. He said, but this is what we prayed for. And I walked away with the sense of knowing the sacrifice that it takes to steward a move of God that I didn't really realize before. I knew it, but I didn't really realize it. And I could go through the stories, but when we, when we came back, I looked over at Tiffany at the end of the sermon and I just, she had tears in her eyes. She looked at me and I just said, what just happened? She said, we were, she said, something like God saw us. And I feel in the room, there's so many people this morning that, that, that need to feel God sees you. I, I preach it every week, who he knows we, who we are in Christ. But there come seasons where you need a moment, a moment in time. Where God, you, you, you can't deny his eyes are on you. You know when you feel like somebody's staring at you? Last night we were sitting in my front room and I was in my chair. and I was reading my Bible. And I felt like Tiffany was staring at me. I kind of looked up. And she was like staring at me awkwardly. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I want to put a plant behind you. And she was like looking through me looking at plants online. I'm like, but I could feel her looking at me. And there are moments in the presence of the Lord, like today, where I felt through the room, people feeling, he's looking at me. It's way better than a three-point sermon or a one-point sermon or a 12-point sermon or around here, a no-point sermon. <laughs> Not no point. I meant like no points. They have a point. <laughs> Most important point. I'm supposed to be taking an offering, and I don't know when we'll get there, but we will. If you need just to, if you if you right now, let's just go for it. If you are in a place where. Nothing would mean more in your life than just to feel God's looking at you. I just want you to, if you would, just stand right where you are. Like, just, it's simple. Okay, I figure that was most of us. There goes praying for each other, so you have to do it if you need it too. I just want to release the... I don't even know how to do this. There's enough Jesus for everybody, though. Father, I, I guess we'll do it this way. The, the Bible says that in the testimony is the power of that he'll do it again. 
and I've just shared a little bit of my story and, and in sharing that it's declaring that he'll do it again and so I pray over every person I encourage just close your eyes if you're cool with that and sometimes you just got to focus really zoom in and, and I, I pray that the eyes of the father would be felt and some of you when you feel it you're going to feel tears bubble up in your eyes but I feel you I pray you would feel his love I pray that you would feel his love I pray you'd feel his how happy he is that you're where you are pray as his eyes look upon you that they would they would bring such clarity of his love and affection for you that the feeling of the eyes of the enemy being on you would no longer matter Jesus I just pray for a group hug right now those that have sacrificed a great amount to be where you are now, I pray for heavenly justice, which is in every area, reconciliation and restoration. So whatever that looks like, I pray it over you. Some of you, the cost has been great, but the reward is greater. So I bless you. I bless you. I speak to those of you. I feel like there's ministers in the room that things didn't go the way you planned. I know we're all ministers, but some of you are in ministry. And things didn't go the way you planned. And I just declare over you, it's not over till it's good. It won't end this way. And I just pray the affirmation of the Father over you right now. His affirmation over you. He loves you.
this I know. Because <laughs> he told me so. I want to pray. I don't know why he has me here. I just, I've got to go where he takes me. There's people that have been, they are on the leadership team of this church, or they've been on the leadership team of this church, that they've paid an extra amount in this church to be where they're at. Can you guys stand up if that's at you? If you've, since I have stepped in, if you are or you have been, stand. Stand, 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 stand up. Thanks. Extend your hands towards them. And I want you to give your greatest blessing. Yes. So these folks, some of them are, are right on the front lines. You don't even, some people don't even understand the resistance that comes on the front lines as far as when you're taking territory, the devil doesn't give it up freely. I speak over every one of these folks. They're my friends, and they're friends of God bless them and I honor them and I need you to do the same thing to speak blessings and honor over them I want you to speak it so they actually hear it can you do that and sometimes it's encouraging to hear people say it just speak blessings and honor it's real simple blessings and honor over them I bless them and I honor them for all they're pouring out for all they've poured out and I declare, even over there's a number of them that aren't here this morning, over them, they get it too. I declare over them so much refreshing that they will look back. I, I see the picture of a mother that's given birth, and, and sometimes that moment in giving birth, it's, it's pretty rough. But you look back and you have the beautiful babies and these children that grow up, and you can't even almost remember what you went through because it's so filled with joy now. And I pray over them that there would be such a joy in the walk that's in front of them that they would look back and say, man, I have actually a hard time of remembering how much I gave because I'm so filled with joy. I'm so filled with joy. So even though we may feel the cost at the moment, I pray that the joy would overwhelm it. It would overwhelm it. Now I pray it. I want you to pray this too. I pray an extra grace over them. An extra grace over them as, as we go because I'm telling you, I, we, we've, we've put a line in the sand that we're going forward. And we are going to host what the Lord wants us to host in this house and in the city and in the nations at any cost. I'm in for the I'm in it. And I know they are. And so I pray grace over them against the words that are spoken against them. Mmm. Yeah. I see words just dropping off you guys. Dropping off you guys. Things that have been spoken are dropping off. You don't even have to shake it off. You're getting like rinsed off with a pressure washer right now. Just, I see him just rinsing you guys off. It's being rinsed off. And I pray just a shield of protection around you and your families. That you would be protected and you would be loved. And I pray that this church would be a house that knows how to honor well. Knows how to honor well. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can sit down. Thanks for that. Yeah, honor them. Like, for real. So it doesn't look like I'll be preaching this morning. Um, hallelujah, amen. Um, I'll, I'll take up the offering. I'll do a couple of thoughts, and I'll send you out with a smile. Um, our prayer team is going to come up here at the end, too, and, and they'll, they're the special forces. 
If something makes it through, they'll get it off. <laughs> Ready? All right. Well, we are going to take up our offering this morning because how many know that it's it's so important? It is. It's so important. I was thinking about this morning, and we're going to do a little different something here in a moment. So, ushers, if you all can come up for a moment. Nathan, it is so good to have you back. This guy has been going through some stuff physically and had surgery and all this. And Finish it? All right. Man, it's a wild morning. In Jesus' name, everything that you're going through, let it be completed. I cancel pain. I cancel the assignment of pain. Yeah, that, that's a big one. There's an assignment on your life, so then there's an there's a assignment from the enemy that is equal to the assignment on your life. And so I cancel his assignment over you, and I tell pain, enough is enough. I command it to go. And you are an awesome, awesome person. And you are loved, and you are just, yeah, you're loved. And we speak to anything that has tried to tell you otherwise to shut its mouth. And I release the voice of the Father over you that he would just love you and honor you. There's so many testimonies coming out of this morning. I can feel it. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for doing it. Amen. This is family, right? Amen. There's a reformation coming to how we do church, by the way. Hallelujah. I didn't figure I'd get a whole lot of amens on that because we all get <laughs> we all get really comfortable in church. I could really frustrate some people and talk about some celebrities out there right now that are changing the way church is happening. Yeah. Knock some people. <laughs> I didn't say it. I'm, that was probably my primary point of conversation with Bill Vanderbush the whole weekend was what church is changing. It's changing. And, um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. That's where we'll land. But, Lord, we thank you. Here's what I want to do. Um, I want, as you give this morning, I want you to, um, I want you to take your gift, whether it's uh, however you're doing it, if you're texting it in or a check or cash, however that works. But if you're texting it, you can hold your phone or hold your envelope or whatever that looks like. How many know the Bible talks about the power of the imagination? Like, like in, in a good sense, like open the eyes of our imagination, you know? And it's not a bad thing. Uh, imagination's like a TV screen. It's not bad or good. It's just whatever you put on it is up to you. So people that teach that it's bad is not true. It's like that screen. I can put whatever I want on it. It could be good or it could be bad. Imagination is not bad unless it's not glorifying the Lord. So this morning, I want to do something. I want, to, I want you to do something maybe you've never done before. And as you've given this offering, I want you, and, and if maybe you're on, so many people give on auto, so you can still do this. <laughs> I, I do that too. So. Uh, but I want you to imagine when, you, when you're, you're, you're offering, your money is going in this offering, I want you to imagine lives being changed by it. I, I want you to imagine what God does with it. Because sometimes we need to connect our heart to what our, we're doing. And you can throw it in the offering out of discipline, which is great. It's great to be disciplined. But I want to connect my heart to it. 
So in, in Jesus' name, just close your eyes. And Father, right now, as we give to you this morning, Lord, we take our gift. doesn't matter how big or small. It's all great to you. And that, Father, we take our gift. And Lord, I pray right now that you would give us, just uh, as we imagine with you, that we could see the lives being changed. That we could see um, restoration of lives. Marriage is coming back together. It is connected. So God, as we give to you, I pray that you would give us the eyes of the, of the Father to see it. That it's not just some routine we do, but it's advancing the kingdom. We love you. How many love him? And I bless you. I bless your homes. I bless you with increase in every area of your life. And if you, if you agree, say amen. 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 You guys can pass the baskets, and uh, I'll say a couple thoughts. I'm going to release you. Like, I just, I'm not going <laughs> to, I don't try to preach when God's not making me preach. So, <laughs> Bill was speaking Friday night, and he said Tiffany was out on the front row the whole time. He said, the moment you came to, I knew it was time to stop preaching. He's like, I just knew it was done. He's like, I, he said, I watched you when you opened your eyes. He was like, okay, we're all done. You ever been in like a prayer meeting where someone got going and it started out God and it ended up somewhere else and then it's like, okay, you're done. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh, that was me. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not making fun, but it's just funny. There is a reformation. There is a reformation happening. And it's great. It's great. Reformation, guys, it's a reformation. God's reforming things. And I think that every so often the church goes through, I, I see it this way. Um, it's like a garage sale. Over years, we collect a bunch of junk we don't need in the house. And some of you think it's really important. You ever met somebody and you went to a garage sale and they had like, the guy had his recliner for sale and it was a piece of junk, but he thought it was worth way more than it was because he was really attached to it. And it's like, a, it's like, it's 150 bucks. That's a piece of junk. He's like, this is my baby. You know what I'm saying? Because he has an attachment to it. I just bought a leather chair off of Facebook marketplace from a guy that you could tell he was having detachment issues. Like he was literally having, he's like, this was the chair given to me when I finished medical something. And I'm like, would you like a moment with your chair before I take it? Like, are you good? You know, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. My wife's making me give it up, but I'm good. You know, I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, I'll take the chair and then we can also give you marital counseling. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's going to make a joke, but I'm not going to make it. Um, but uh, <laughs> the church goes through a big garage sale every so many, so many seasons where we have collected things that we no longer need. We have bought things, we bought into things that have come through that it, maybe it's, uh, let, let me break it down a little more. Maybe we bought into doctrines that were never really him. And we need to put it out on the lawn and let it go. And so we have seasons where we have, and it's hard sometimes. There's things we love. There's things that are, we know very well. Um, I, I, go th I go through all this too. I am a passionate, like, um, I love change. So I might be a little easier than this with some people because I do love change. But sometimes um, it's hard when the thing is changing. It's the thing, it's the thing you love. And Bill made a remark on Friday. He said, when did coming to church start becoming about us? 
it's it really, you know, we, we get blessed through it, right? We get to enjoy it. We get to come in and hear a sermon. But um, I long for the day when people are waiting to get through that door to come together with their family to lift up praises to their father. And the mentality shifts. And they come and they say, oh, guys, we're together. You see, that's one of the biggest problems that we have is that there's not a value for the corporate anointing. And, and as much as I love streaming and all that, because some people can't come, and that's such a blessing, or to rewatch it, it can rob you from the corporate anointing. And there's things that happen in the corporate atmosphere that only happen in the corporate atmosphere. And um, he's reforming his house. And when you sense that, leaders tend to, like, try to figure it out sometimes a little too quick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the worst, too, guys, like... I am a strategizer, and I was I'm, I was um, I was being having a moment of vulnerability with Bill. And I said, "Bill, I said, I've really been struggling with some stuff." Like, I was telling him all the things with the church. I'm like, "I'm trying to figure this out," and I'm like, "God, I need to figure this out." And he's like, "That's your problem." <laughs> so what do you mean? He said, "God's trying to get you to stop strategizing." Lowered your honorarium. So no, no. <laughs> he spends it all on reformer t-shirts, anyway. So, no. <laughs> um, it, what happens is, is when we feel a shift in the air, leaders are trying to figure it out. And the danger is trying to create a wineskin when you feel that the wineskin is changing, and then you want God to fit in your wineskin instead of recognizing what He's doing and building a wineskin around it. And what happens is that when you recognize what he's doing and you build a wineskin around it, it feels like you're on the backside of the, of the curve. Like people will be like, you know, it puts you in a vulnerable place sometimes. Like people come to me like, what are you doing about that? I'm like, I'm loving Jesus right now. <laughs> but people feel this way. So do I sometimes. What are you going to do about it? I'm still loving Jesus. And I believe him. He'll give us strategies and he'll give us answers. I, I get that. He does. He's so faithful. But sometimes a spirit-filled church, you have these amazing moments in the presence, but then there's other areas in the body that haven't caught up because sometimes you're, you're, he's pouring it out and you're saying, okay, that's what you're pouring out. That's how we build. But it's not like the traditional format of I'm going to build it and expect God to fill it. I know this is not fun. Should have left on the happy stuff. I'll get you happy again. Give me a minute. <laughs> huh? I'll leave it to you to get them happy. <laughs> no, I just, I, I feel, I guess I'm just speaking to you as, as from my heart for this house this morning when we came back. Um, there was a lot of areas that I was like, Lord, I really don't understand some things that are going on and some things we've been through. And I was really just, you know, like, what are you doing? Give me ideas. And, and the Lord's like, just, John, just, just keep, just keep making my presence your focus. Just keep making my presence your focus. And, and then he'll work everything out. And that's what we're doing. And you got a great team here that will figure it out. But we're building around the presence and we're building around it who he is, and if he wants to reform things, we'll do our best to form, reform it with him. Um, I think if I could be so bold to say something, um, 
there's something happening where the church, how do I say this? Sometimes I'm actually seeing situations that people that are outside of the family are actually seeing God more for who he is than his kids. How many of you know that my son, I have a son, Ethan, nor my, my girls, either of them, they can put on this filter in life to see me as a father for something I'm not. And sometimes someone else outside the family would be ashamed if they were the ones saying, oh, your dad's not like that. I feel this is actually happening in the church where we've been so indoctrinated to a God that's not actually who he is that people outside of the family are actually tapping on to who he is because they're, they're not indoctrinated with all these false ideas of him, which is why there's a reformation happening of people, that things are changing how we do things because they're saying, I, I don't know how you've always done it. I just know that I think God's better than you think he is. Like, is it, something's wrong when, the, when people that are in the family are saying, I think your dad's actually better than you think he is. And I feel it. I see it. And I see it driving, I see it driving the religious crew crazy. Like, I see these, I see these videos of Kanye going around. And it's, like, and it's like, listen, all I know is that people are coming together and glorifying the name of Jesus. In, in thousands I was going to preach on the spirit of God. Uh, I, well, actually more when Jesus walked to the earth, the spirit of Jesus. And there's something about Jesus that was interesting because, you know, Jesus said things that shouldn't have worked. <laughs> I mean, okay, John 6, I think, eat my flesh, drink my blood. Probably the most controversial sermon preached to this day. He did not say, this is a metaphor, guys. Before That's how like a good pastor would do it. Before I say this, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. It's a metaphor. No, he's like, okay, guys, I'm going to eat my flesh and drink my blood. All, <laughs> all he knows at the end, Peter's like, that's, yeah, that's a hard one. But then he makes, this, he makes this statement. Here it is. But your words are life. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He just said that what you said was hard. But your words are life. Is it possible to operate in the words without the life? What you said is hard, but your words are life. Messes with your brain, doesn't it? I was talking to Bill about this, and he said, I've never heard anyone preach on that. He said, you're basically talking about removing the spirit of life from the words. Because you ever notice something with Jesus that even like a Zacchaeus would want him to come to his house? Why? Why would he want him to come to his house? Life. Could it be that we're focusing more on the words than the life? <laughs> I felt some of you like that, some of you really didn't like that. <laughs> I'm not saying to put that in your Bible. I'm saying make sure that you read it through the life that it was written in. The same Bible can hurt people if it's used outside of life. I can say, I love you so much. I can say, I love you. Two different hearts. 
I think this is part of the reformation that's happening in the church. Is he's, he's actually restoring the spirit of life that was on Jesus when he walked and he spoke the thing he spoke. Because we've taught to say what Jesus said. It doesn't work unless you live the way he lived. You can speak his words, but you can't speak them outside of the life he carried because it was the life that people said, speak to me. And he said, okay. And then he would say things. And Peter would say, oh, that makes no sense. But it's life. We hear something that makes no sense or that just makes no sense. And we say, oh, we say, that's heresy. Peter said, that makes no sense, and that's contrary to everything that I've heard. And there's so much life on it. So that's what he's doing. Yeah, that's what he's doing. I got more I could share, but I can't. I don't have time. Come back next week. It's a teaser. It's a teaser. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done today. Thank you, Jesus, for showing up the way you've shown up. Thank you for our future. Thank you for, I'm going to speak corporately, thank you for the future of this house. Thank you for the future of every ministry represented. Thank you for all that you're going to do. I just speak over everyone watching this from home as well, that you'd be filled with life. Be filled with life. God's doing such a deep thing today. It's so special. And I 